Hey, dear ones, did you know that you have a built-in compass guiding you to your soul mission with all the tools you need to fulfill that soul mission? Sound exciting? Then join me for a Soul Blueprint, the only certification program that reveals how to amplify your five spiritual gifts so you can consciously create a life and business of massive soul line success. Enroll now at allisonscammell.com forward slash soul blueprint. And you can find that link in the show notes. Well, hey there, this is Allison Scammell. And I want you to immediately stop what you're doing and pat yourself on the back. You are so smart and intuitive to be here listening because this episode is going to blow you away. I had the absolute pleasure of speaking to Raquel Vasayo about how we can do our iconic work in the world. We explore what iconic work is and why it's so critical and even necessary for a soul-guided woman entrepreneur. How to leap out of your zone of excellence into your genius and why the divine feminine is such an important part of this and how to tap into that. We end on a killer challenge that will have you aligned and ready to share your iconic work with your ideal people starting today, so you better stick around until the end. Welcome to She Grows, a podcast for soul-guided women entrepreneurs ready to be seen and get fully booked using their unique genius, intuitive voice, and spirit guides. Each week, we'll explore how to create offerings based on what you do best so you can have a wait list of ideal clients and bring in continuous income. I'm your host, Allison Scamble. Let's get growing. Hey there, She Grows Nation. That is the name of this sisterhood of soul-guided entrepreneurs. Today, we're talking to Raquel Vasayo about how to do your iconic work in the world. Raquel Vasayo is a number one best-selling author of Spiritual Seductress, the high-powered woman's guide to devour the world through spiritual guidance. What a great title. She is the preeminent spiritual advisor to female visionaries and leaders. She's an international speaker, mystic artist, and feminine leadership trendsetter. Raquel has a rare gift to rapidly unblock subconscious and energetic patterns. She is a master catalyst for profound spiritual fulfillment, unapologetic self-expression, and reaching one's iconic work in the world. Raquel and I had such an amazing time connecting on this topic, and the wisdom she shared stayed with me for days. Please enjoy. Welcome, Raquel. Thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh. I We have some really exciting questions. I have some exciting questions to ask you. You do some really amazing work and I just want to dig right in to, first of all, I want to explore a little bit because uh, we have a working title of this podcast, and it might be shifting, but our working title of this podcast is about how we can catapult our queendoms. And I just think that's a great expression. And can you share uh, with the audience a little bit what that means to catapult your queendom? 
Yes. You know, we're at a very interesting time right now where there's a karmic acceleration and we are all being called to be all that we came here to be and live our highest purpose. And so it requires actually a lot of deep digging and work to first let go of who you're not and then uncover who you really are. And when you do, that's when you can actually step into your power and catapult your kingdom, living your purpose, making your contribution, leaving your legacy and living the most amazing life that you can live. Nice, beautiful. So what are some ways that you help people in your life and with your clients help them let go of who you're not? How do we approach that? That's really powerful. Yeah, there, there's two parts of it. There's actually the more tangible pieces where clients can start to identify right now. If I'll ask them the question, for example, what are you tolerating in your life? You'll start to get answers. And anybody that's listening to this right now, things might come up for them as well. So there you can start to see why I'm tolerating this in my relationship that doesn't really work for me or this aspect in my business. And that's just not a match to what I know is available to me and what I know I'm meant to experience. So we can first start to do some house cleaning in that area, starting to, to see all the pieces that are there. And once you start to make those shifts there, then there's the energetic pieces that we also need to clean up. Because sometimes no matter how much mindset work or how much coaching we do in, in this area, there's actually a lot of energetic pieces that also need to be taken care of. Yeah. And so how do we do that? How do we make those energy shifts? Yeah. A good place to look is if something keeps on coming up for you, say like you've multiple times throughout your life, you've felt really close to, or actually felt like you've completely stepped into your power and what your purpose is. And then all of a sudden something might come into your life to stop you. Or this could happen as, as the same example could happen with relationships. It could happen with money then there's some undercurrent going on there on an energetic level that actually is stopping you from stepping into that. And so you can start asking the question yourself or you can work with an intuitive guide that can laser right into, oh, you have these programs here that are limiting you and they're going to keep on showing up every single time you are so close to stepping into your power. Or maybe something is going on in your family tree on an ancestral level that's stopping you from, I'm going to continue with the, with the example of stepping into your power. It could be something around healing the mother wound or healing the sister wound, something in, in the divine feminine, or it could be something in how you perceive the masculine. So all those pieces are energetic and they need to be cleared on the energetic level for us to fully accomplish and experience everything that we want to. Yes. Beautiful, beautiful. And so you've talked about helping people do their iconic work in the world. What do you mean by iconic work? Yes, it's actually beyond purpose. So I'll just share a little bit of, of my, my story because I used to be an architect and, um, living in New York, and I got run over by a car back in 2008, and I had a near-death experience. 
And even though it was very traumatic and very difficult, the blessing that came from that is that all of my channels opened up and I became clairvoyant, I became clairaudient, and my life as an architect, even though I was really successful, did not make any sense to me anymore. So I went on this path of searching for my purpose and not only understanding what my purpose was, but helping other women not only discover their purpose, but step into it. That's my biggest mission here. And then over the years, as I kept on doing this work, it kept, and I kept on saying yes, and it kept on evolving, I realized, wow, it's not just purpose, because we're not really shown the bigness and the fullness of it, because we would fall flat on our faces, <laughs> because it's so scary. And that's why lately it came up, this iconic work where it's a super purpose where you're being all that you came here to be because in your purpose, you can still play small. But when you're doing your iconic work, it requires for you to be all of you to step into all your power and to shed any of the belief systems, programs, energetic patterns that we've been talking about that have been stopping you from that. That's so beautiful. I love the idea of it's beyond purpose. I love the idea of a super purpose. And Rachel, I have to share with you right now, when I when we were uh, communicating about you being on the show, and I was looking at your website, and reading some of the stuff that you're working on, I felt so con I felt connected to you on a soul level, and ways that I don't necessarily connect to other guests on the show. I have probably a guest a week. I do. <laughs> I felt such an energetic connection to you and your work. And very interestingly, <laughs> I too had a near death experience in 2008. Oh my left goodness! Yes, that left me with clairvoyant and clairaudient gifts. And I know that you're originally from Madrid and my near NDE started in Madrid. Oh, wow. I've got goosebumps all over. <laughs> when you were talking, I was having goosebumps too. And I was like, oh, this is my soul sister here. So. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> so I'm really curious as to what it is that we need to learn or do together. <laughs> And I'm just loving how you describe your work, how you talk about it, how you ask questions about it. It really, I think it's really beautiful. I want to keep going with this on this beautiful journey that we're, we're on right now and talking about this iconic work. I really, I love how, how you describe it, the words you're using. It really resonates with me. And so can you share with us how we can transition or leap from our zones of genius, or sorry, our zones of excellent rather, to doing the iconic work in the world? Yeah, I think that the fact that if anyone is thinking about that shift from excellence to genius or iconic or higher purpose, any of those words, maybe even if you haven't heard them before, but you're listening right now and, and you're like, ooh, that sounds really interesting. That means that you're ready for it. That's step number one. You need to know that it's calling you. Otherwise, you wouldn't even be interested in it. So if you know that it's calling you, the next step is to start asking questions. Okay, Spirit, Universe, show me what is this really about? How do you want me to serve next? Who do I need to become to serve on this level? Because that's a really big piece. In order for us to do our iconic work, we also have to be an energetic match to that iconic work. Otherwise, it will not be revealed to us. Again, anything in your life that's not giving you joy, that you are tolerating, 
that's not lighting you up needs to let be let go of. There needs to be a purification process. There needs to be a cleansing for the iconic work to even be revealed. And sometimes we'd like to get ahead of ourselves because we want to know. We want to know all the answers. And sometimes there's just this cleansing and this purging that needs to happen before the information can start pouring through. Do you feel like your NDE was part of that cleanse? <laughs> oh, me too. Yeah. Right. Because from the outside, it looked like I was crazy. Why would I quit my job being so successful? And then on the other hand, when I had this experience and I realized I was clairvoyant and clairaudient and I trained with a spiritual teacher to understand and know how to use these gifts, going back to my architect life did not make any sense to me at all. So it was a, a complete shift of letting go of, and a big part of the letting go of us wanting to control everything, yeah. having to be everything that I thought I should do and who I thought I was. Because even though I, in my case, I chose architecture. I know a lot of people end up in a career that because their parents wanted that, there's a lot of that going on. I chose architecture. And still, there was this part of me of wanting to be the best, wanting to be number one, going to the Ivy League school, working for the star architects, pushing and completely really being disconnected from universe, from source. So that was a true purging because that's what literally brought me down on my knees and said, okay, now I'm surrendering to guidance and it's a completely different way of navigating through the world. And I'm sure you can relate to that. I relate so much. I relate so much to everything you're saying. That is really extraordinary. And yeah, I love how you describe it. And so some of, one of the things that you teach about is how entrepreneurs have spiritual blocks and they're like a taboo blind spot for them. Why do you think that is that entrepreneurs have a taboo blind spot of spiritual blocks? Because in my experience working with clients, and I, I experienced this myself, when I discovered these spiritual gifts, I had the gifts, I had no idea how to run a business. So I had to learn and hire coaches to learn how to run a business and then do a lot of mindset work to understand the value of my work, how to charge, how to package it, you know, all those things that you need to learn as, a, as an entrepreneur. And then I would see that I would get to a point and then I would stop and I would contract and then I would expand again and I would contract and it's something that completely drove me crazy and so that's when I realized there's something there must be something here that we're not talking about or that I at least I can find the teachings about it and then it hit me you know because I kept on asking whenever I don't have an answer I ask and that's when I realized that the energy shifts and the purging and the cleansing are the blind spot and are taboo because you don't go to get a master's degree to learn how to move that energy, to clear that energy and to download new codes and new patterns. So I think this is a really key piece and I see the women I work with because they've achieved a very high level of success and they still feel that there's something missing. And this is the missing piece because once you uncover this, once you go deep, then you get to be in spiritual fulfillment. And mm -hmm. I believe there's nothing that gives you, 
more joy than living your purpose and knowing who you are so that you can be 100% fully self-expressed, not caring about what other people think. And that's another taboo piece that needs to be uncovered, unpacked, deprogrammed, <laughs> all of it. Yeah. One thing that I notice with my clients, and I work with spiritual entrepreneurs specifically, they are so amazing in their gifts and in their offerings and what it is they do and what it is they offer, but they resist the sales part so much. And I think they think that they can just use spiritual tools and they don't have to think about the business side. Mm. And when I try to coax them over to the business side, they think I'm being mean or <laughs> taking them away from their truth. What do you say to spiritual entrepreneurs who resist learning how to sell themselves? I say that if you're resisting that, you are denying spirit. And the reason why I say that is because I've been through this myself. And I actually had to hear what I just shared from a coach at the time because I everything that you just described, I remember going through a very intense period of that, not wanting to deal with it. And then I remember this coach said to me, you are denying spirit because if spirit gave you these gifts and you are so aware that you have these gifts and they make a huge difference for people, then it's your responsibility to learn everything that you need to learn in this 3D reality because at the end of the day, we still live in this 3D reality to make a sale. And something else that I would add that I learned from another coach, which I remember really touched to me as well, was sales is not something that you do to someone, but you do for someone. Because the moment that they say yes to working with you, their life has already changed because they said yes. That's beautiful. I always call it, I call my, how I help people learn and understand sales and marketing. I call it the 3D plus 5D process. Uh, <laughs> it's <yes>. like, <laughs> yeah, you're marrying the third dimensional with the fifth dimensional. And I just don't know how you do one without the other. Yeah, we, that's, I, I love that term that you just said, because that's it we are still here. We haven't ascended completely yet. <laughs> Correct. And I think a lot of our clients are, they're stuck with something. They need our help. And when in that stuckness, they're down in that 3D world. We've all been there. And that's where you go down to meet them. If you're going to help them alleviate a pain point, for example, and you're going to where they are and speaking words they understand. So they know how to find you. So they can say, yeah, I need that person in my life. Yes. There, there's something else I would love to add on to that I discovered a few years ago. It was so clear to me and so clear that when clients that I work with, same thing happens for them, is that whoever is attracted, called or to work with you, on some level that soul was entrusted to you at this moment in time for you to guide them in a very specific piece that they need doesn't mean it will be forever, but for this very specific piece that they need to learn at this point in time. So in a way, it's our responsibility to say yes to being that guide and to holding their hand and moving them through whatever obstacle they're going through to get them to the other side. And that's why I believe so much in coaching. And I continue to get coached myself when I see myself stalling or some old programming coming up, I go and I seek help because I know I have 
my own blinders. And we can't do this on our own. We're not meant to do this on our own. 100%. That is brilliant. Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. So Raquel, I'd love to spend a minute on the divine feminine. And I know that this is a part of your teaching and helping us understand it. Can you tell us why it is important for women to access if they want to go to the next level in their life or their business? Yes. We've been and continue to live in a patriarchal society. So it doesn't matter where you are in your spiritual evolution, we're still living in that society. And there's still inequality, and there's still a lot of male dominance. And so the divine feminine is so important for women right now because we've learned to push and to force and to get to success through the male paradigm. And although that can get you a lot of success, let's speak, for example, financial success or being seen and known in your industry, what I've seen is that the women that get there, then something else falls apart in their life, whether it's their health, their relationships, or feeling like they're completely empty inside. And so that's why the shift needs to happen. And the divine feminine brings a whole different set of energies for us to integrate into our life and to use in our personal life and in our business. So let's say in business, for example, the divine feminine is all about flowing. It's about creativity. It's about receiving gentleness, intuition, right? So there has to be this balance, the same way that you were mentioning, Allison, before about the, the 3D and the 5D. We have to also have the balance of the feminine and the masculine, which also actually solves a lot of these issues that we were talking about, especially for spiritual entrepreneurs because you need to soften into your feminine to receive the creativity, to get, receive the intuitive hits about what it is that you're meant to create, how you're supposed to serve, those insights about your iconic work. And then shift into a healthy masculine. The masculine is the one that inside of you, it's the protector. If you are here to do your iconic work, you will have a bold message to share that will ruffle feathers you know it. So that masculine needs to be really healthy inside of you so that the feminine feels safe to speak what you are here to say, so that you feel safe to go out and take action, which is also the masculine. The masculine is out there in the world putting all the places. So it's really this fine-tuned balance between these energies so that you can be all that you came here to be and do all that you came here to do. And I don't know if you would like me, Allison, to go into how this plays into romantic relationships because it's a key piece as well. Please, why not? <laughs> so I've seen a lot, and I don't know if you've seen this, Allison, in your work as well, because I work with very high achieving women. They have a very dominant masculine. And so the way that's showing up in their romantic relationships is that their sex life is either not very good or practically non-existent. And if they're in a relationship with a man, sometimes the man has been emasculated because of this dominance from them. So in a way, they've completely switched around. And for healthy relationships and a healthy and satisfying and passionate intimacy, 
there has to be polarity, right? Like magnets. So if you're a woman and you're masculine and dominating, then there cannot be any polarity if you're in a relationship with a man. And by the way, this works as well if you're in a homosexual relationship because we're talking about energies. It doesn't really matter what kind of physical body that you're in. This will show up. So for women, if you've identified that you're like in the pushing and then the doing and then the conquering and the forcing and controlling and all of that, and you haven't softened and you're not able to relax in your relationship, you really need to start to switch that around completely and move into the feminine. And there's a lot of different ways to do that so that you can flip your polarity around. And what will happen is that your partner, because your polarity changed, they will actually automatically start to change themselves and love that you're in your feminine. That is fascinating. That is so fascinating. I hate to say, Raquel, that I identified with the woman you're describing. Oh, believe like, me. Oh, oops, was that me? <laughs> the reason why I know this really is because I was that woman as well. Mm. It, it's, it's very predominant. I get, hands down, every single client I've worked with has been in this situation. I rarely come across the women who are one, fully sexually activated, and two, that have this balance. And so the really important piece is to make ourselves wrong and to understand that we've actually learned and trained, been trained by our society, by our parents, by our teachers to be this way. So there's nothing wrong with us. We just need to shed those layers, unlearn it, and activate there's a way of activating the divine feminine within us so that then we can find that balance and then there's the other piece and it's healing the divine masculine because if you've identified yourself as being more in your masculine that means that the divine masculine in you which is different than just regular masculine that means that part of you has also been suffering and not understanding exactly how to show up for you yes Yes, so fascinating. Can you give us a tip or a practice on how we can activate our divine feminine? I love to work with some of the goddesses that, that guide me in my work. One is Kuan Yin, goddess of compassion. And the other one is Isis. She's more, there's a lot more sexual power to her. So anyone who's listening, maybe tune in or look up an image, look up the meaning and see where you're at and who you want to work with just to bring those energies in. And then remind yourself who you really are as a woman, because we have a preconceived idea of what a woman is. And you need to tune into what a woman is for you, what it means to be a woman. One thing that I know for sure is that women are keepers of beauty, pleasure, turn on divine magic and the sacred feminine so you can turn this into a ritual going beyond oh i'm going to put some makeup on or something feminine that makes me look sexy all those things are wonderful but if you turn this into a ritual where you're calling in one of the goddesses and there are many others i, I just chose those two for right now you can actually create a little mini activation, right? Where you can either in this ritual, either have an amazing rose petal bath or put on some incredible music and set the intention of what it is that you want 
to activate or bring to the surface? Do you want to bring out your playfulness? Do you want to bring out your turn on, your uh, psychic abilities, right? That's so much of the feminine. Maybe you want to bring out your seductress. Maybe what I call your creatress, the one that creates and has so much fun. Maybe you want to bring out the irresistible part of you that makes you feel completely turned on. And I'm not talking about just the sexual turn on, but a spiritual turn on, which means that you are completely turned on to life. So through this little ritual, you can set that intention to activate that. And then in the next few days after to keep that turned on, to keep that activated, to keep that energy in your auric field so that people can experience your radiance or whatever it is that you chose. This is just a, a, a little exercise I think that anyone can do. And although it seems simple, it is actually very powerful. Sounds incredible. Oh my gosh. I loved how you described it and I'm going to give it a shot myself. <laughs> That's super beautiful. So I want to shift a little bit to, and it's all part of the same conversation here about connecting in deeper to who we are and the iconic work we're meant to do in the world. So what are the different ways that we can turn up our ability to receive divine downloads or to receive that wisdom coming from the higher self, the divine, other guides that are here to support us? And why is that important for the work that we're doing in the world? It's, well, let's talk about why it's important. First of all, because of the shifts that are happening, I shared earlier that we're being called to be all that we came here to be. And if we're just operating based on our programs and our beliefs and who we think we should be, we're never going to get there. The, that information comes from a higher realm. That's why it's so important. And it makes life a, lot, a whole lot more fun. Let's just say that. <laughs> and the way to turn up the volume is First of all, it's really important to know how you receive information, right? Have you identified yourself as clairvoyant, clairaudient, claircognizant, clairsentient? You need to know your primary way of receiving information because it'll help you identify more and more of that information. It's like when you're getting ready to buy a new car and you find this particular model and you're like, oh, I think I really like this one. And all of a sudden you're driving on the freeway and you start seeing that car everywhere. You never saw it before. It's called the reticular activation system. It starts, your mind is starting to look for that. So when you've identified, which is your primary way of receiving information, and maybe you have several and you're, you already know that, but just be really conscious of it and setting the intention, commanding and being grateful for the information coming through, then you're stepping into your power into, and into co-creation. Instead of trying to figure it all out on your own, you're actually actively commanding, I want to receive this information. I want to know where I'm going next. I want to serve at the highest level and I want to experience, and you fill in the blank as you're doing that work. You know, I want to experience financial abundance. I want to experience high levels of joy. I also want to experience unconditional love as I'm doing this work. So you're shifting from letting life appear to you 
and stepping into the driver's seat and saying, I am going to live a life by design and a life that is connected to spirit and my spiritual iconic work in the world. That is really amazing. I love why you led with the why, like why this is important and why it's not just important, it's necessary and that it is a co-creative process. And I think that spiritual entrepreneurs who are very tuned into this on the one hand, and they're very open to this and connected to this in many ways, but I think they also have those dark nights of the soul where they feel so alone and they feel so cut off. It's so typical. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that up. I, I, I think it's really important to speak about that. I've had many of those and feeling so alone, even though things look really good on the outside. But as spiritual entrepreneurs, we feel the world in a different way. We're empaths and we take on the pain. So it's really important for us to distinguish if the pain is our own or if we're taking on the collective pain. And then setting ourselves up for success so that when we do feel down, alone or dark, that we have the support in place so that our emotions don't take over and we can still do what we came here to do. Yes, yes, yes. So good. So good. So Raquel, one of the things I always ask my guests is, and I put them on the spot just a little bit, and I ask my guests to leave our listeners with a challenge. Mm-hmm kind of a masculine thing. (laughs) I probably need to be healing my divine masculine. As I say that, I'm like, oh, that's masculine, a challenge. But anyway, (laughs) that occurred to me as I said that. (laughs) It's okay because we can immediately use that challenge to call in the feminine. Yes. Yes. I think that's a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) So actually something came up right away as you said that. And the challenge is to connect to the goddess that's inside of you. And it doesn't matter what you think when you heard this. Oh, I don't have a goddess or whatever. Start with a beginner's mind because there is goddess energy inside of you. So the challenge is is to quiet your mind, connect to the goddess that's inside of you that wants to be turned on, that wants to be unleashed, that wants to come out into the world and ask her, what does the goddess desire? Ooh, so good. And then give it to yourself. (laughs) Exactly. What does the goddess desire? That is a brilliant challenge. Can you have a dark goddess inside you? What do you mean by that? Not really. Oh, I just recently experienced a major shutdown in my energy. Like I just, I just had to go into my cave for a while and I was, my energy levels just stopped. And I knew I just had to regenerate and go into the cave and cancel a lot of things that I had planned to do and just recharge. Mm -hmm. And I felt like when I was in this cave, I was calling it, I felt like that there was a dark goddess within and she wasn't a bad thing. She wasn't negative. She was fierce and bitchy, but like in a good way, (laughs) like Mm -hmm. good bitchy, if, if that makes sense. And um, so I was just calling her my dark goddess. I didn't know if that's... So important what you just shared. Let me tell you why. I I take women on a very intimate retreat. It's called the Creatress Activation Retreat, where this is all that we do. It's shedding and then activating the goddess. And one of the very first exercises we do on on the first evening is I ask them, what does the bitch have to say? 
because we've also been trained to not be angry and not say what we really want to say as women. Mm. And we are called bitches if we do. So right. the fact that you connected to that energy is really powerful because she, the bitch, the dark goddess, the fierce one, whatever it is that you want to call it, when you start to tap into her, ooh, it's like fire gets turns on. It, it's Kali energy. And she will start to tell you the things that are no longer okay in your life. And it is so important to connect to her. So I'm super happy for you. <laughs> I, I thank you, Raquel. Like, boy, that you just clarified so much for me in the last 30 seconds. Thank you so much for explaining that. And it does, it felt very releasing and relieving. And ah, she's finally, I'm finally hearing her and she mm. can just let her rip. <laughs> you yes. know what I mean? She had a lot to tell me. <laughs> yes. And I'm sure there's more. And so it's really important to have those down times like you allowed yourself to have, which is actually the feminine. You allowed yourself to clear your schedule, go into your cave, whatever that looked like, and just listen. And I'm sure she has a lot more that she wants to say. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much, Raquel. Again, I feel we have this bond around near-death experiences back in 2008, 2008 and Madrid. And anyway, I just, I really knew I had an immediate connection to you and I'm not surprised how this interview unfolded and you are brilliant. I love your way with words. Is English your first language or your second language? Interestingly enough, it's my first because even though I was born in Spain, my mom was American. And so she only spoke English to us until we started to go to school. Okay. So uh, I'm raising a bilingual child myself. Anyway, you have a really gifted way of words and how you describe things and how you bring things to life. And I really feel so grateful that you shared not just your gift of words, but all of your wisdom and everything you're bringing in the iconic work in the world you're doing to this show. And I know my listeners are so grateful to be part of this as I am. Oh, I am so very grateful for the opportunity and the conversation that we had today. We don't get to talk about this on just any show. So you brought it up. (laughs) Thank you. So please, Raquel, tell our listeners how they can find you. Yeah, the best way to find me, they can either go to my website, which is rackio.com. And I'm sure you'll have the spelling of that in, in your show notes. But also I, I do teachings that I don't do anywhere else in my private Facebook group. And that's where I really love to connect to people because I actually get to know them and do these live teachings and interact with people. So anyone that feels called to to join us, it's called, you can just go to thesacredpowercircle.com and it'll take you to the Facebook group, live teaching every Thursday and they're recorded and just just more connection, especially now these days, we need that a lot more. So we'd love to have you there. Drop me a note. Tell me that you heard me on Allison's show. Oh, that's brilliant. And indeed, those links will be in the show notes. So if you're out there listening and this is resonating with you, get into Raquel's world, get into that group. I think I'll be sliding in there myself and let's do our iconic work in the world together. So thank you again, Raquel, so much for sharing your wisdom today. You're so welcome. It's my pleasure. I want to thank you so much for listening. And if you're loving this episode, go ahead and hit subscribe wherever it is you listen. And I'd be super grateful for a rating and review so more people can find us. And if you'd like help calling in your ideal clients, 
Then download my free checklist to identify and remove the five visibility blocks that are preventing them from finding you. Your offerings are too important to remain invisible, so this checklist will help you be seen and get fully booked. You can find a link to download on my website, alisonscammell.com, as well as in the show notes.